0: We really fucked up. Fucked up bad.
1: Tell me something encouraging. I just smoked a buck.
2: I smoked a fork. Oh my god, my first deer.
1: This episode is brought to you by the following sponsors of Ridge Fridge Outdoors Podcast: Archery Geek Custom Strings. Use promo code R2R to save 15% out of checkout. Bow and Arrow Shop. Make sure you guys check out Bruce and the boys down at Lakeside, California for all your archery equipment and hunting gear needs. Raptor Bear Arms, located in Alpine, California. Hit Drew and Trent up for all your firearm needs. Tracer USA, the lightest and fastest glassing system on the market. Use promo code R2R to save 15% off at checkout.
0: All right, guys. We're sitting here hanging out with Hayden and Garrett Butler uh these guys are literal local legends they've probably like I said before killed more deer than than most people in San Diego County um go ahead and introduce yourselves and uh let the people know what's up
3: uh, yeah I'm Garrett Butler and um uh, uh yep uh here do a lot of deer hunting here in San Diego um been pretty successful over the years um and I'm sitting here with my brother Hayden Butler and uh him as well you know uh there's bucks out here on public land that a lot of people are too scared to go out there and do the work to get yeah but uh yeah yeah. and
4: then hayden you have a instagram page i do go ahead and shout that out real quick yeah it's uh, hunt for life outdoors uh it's hunt underscore life underscore for underscore outdoors underscore or something like that
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for life. yeah we'll, 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 for life
4: underscores lots of them we'll,
0: we'll tag that in there so th- the guys can hear it or yeah. see it um all right so i have some questions for you i'm super excited about this probably just as nervous as you because i've literally grown up when i started hunting talking to you guys about hunting you guys have been giving me advice for for eight years now um so talk to me about your first deer hunt you
4: went on what got you started I think what got us started was our old man. Our old man's uh, was uh, didn't grow up in a hunting atmosphere yet at all. My no. our grandfather didn't hunt, um, but we did have he had a, my dad had a mentor growing up named Art Tobiasen, and, and the whole Tobiasen family is kind of huge in the Ramona area. Absolutely, and, and um, Art Tobiasen kind of took my dad under his wing, and um, which kind of just snowballed so to speak, with with our family because dad, um, being under Art's wing the whole time, uh, started going out of state to Colorado hunting with him. And my dad hunted here in, in in California, Southern California, quite a bit, but it was mostly out of state because you could go out of state back in the 50s and 60s for – 20 bucks, you know, something crazy cheap. So they would go and, uh, drive a 1955 Chevy pickup four wheel drive that they put together out of some parts last weekend. And, (laughs) and they're all gone on Monday. So
3: Toby, Oh, arts, uh, oldest son, Mm -hmm. best friends with dad. And, uh, those guys had some crazy, awesome stories (laughs) about some hunters (laughs) back, back in the day that, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, we, we know what not to do now, (laughs) you know, we know how to get there. And, uh, you know, get, get a camp set up where you're not going to freeze to death. Yeah. They used to tell us <laughs> some crazy stuff. Oh, yeah. Dude, Good so stories.
0: we get hit up all the time by guys wanting to hear stories from people like you that are just flat-out killers. Um, when you first got started hunting, what, what kind of guns were you guys using? What kind of gear were you using? Gear,
4: hunt. Well, rifle, let's see. I started with a two forty three was my first rifle to deer hunt with, and I used that in California as well as out of state until oh I think I shot two or three bucks with that um, out of state and in within uh, California as well and then um, my gr- dad handed down to me my great grandfather's rifle which is a 30-06 that I, it's a Remington Model 721 that I still shoot to this day and it's it's that old. It's my great grandfather's rifle, and I still shoot to this day. And have you scoped be, it
3: since then? Rescoped it? Yeah, a couple oh, times. Yeah. That's, he's, he's done some some mods to it. It's,
4: I've yeah. have I probably have more money into that gun than it's actually worth, because that gun is probably worth right now on the market is probably only worth about three hundred bucks, and I probably got about twelve hundred dollars into it sure. <laughs> you know that's not even including optics that's just including and if, and if
3: somebody these, offered you 10 grand for it it's not worth get it turned down no, oh, that's, yeah. That's <laughs> sentimental yeah exactly
4: uh, my dad custom built a stock for it it's all handmade and hand sanded and filed and whatever he had to do to get it to that point but um and then uh but yeah back then i mean it was you know as far as gear goes like <laughs> I had a freaking fanny pack on. Yeah, probably right. and uh, military gear. A freaking like fanny whatever. pack Keep with it. a canteen hanging off the aluminum side. Aluminum, canteen or seal. Oh it's probably <laughs> aluminum, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. probably the yeah, old legit nine. one. Yeah. But um, you know, and as time is, ha- has evolved, I mean and I have can now buy my own stuff. There you go. You know, now I hunt full crispy boots, Kuyu, you, I, I you know, Everly stock packs. I, I got you know, the best of the best if I got if I can. Absolutely. Yeah.
3: And some of these good old boys, I mean, they go out there in a flannel shirt, blue jeans, cowboy boots, get it done, and shoot monster bucks. Sounds like yeah. Bill yeah. Simmons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these guys, these older guys, they don't, they don't, they look at us with all our fancy camo now, and they're like, <laughs> what, "What are you doing?" I don't get it. Yeah. Like, what do you need that for?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: But uh, you know, I think I think a, a little bit of it is deer get intimidated by things that they can't make out. Yeah, you know, if they if they if you're blending in, but you just don't make sense a lot of times the deer will, will get nervous of it. Where if you just look normal, they know, okay, that's that's a human or whatever. No big deal. I've seen one of those you know, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
4: You're Laguna hunter. I mean, I'm going to go in OP shorts and some flip-flops. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. you know? yeah. That's how I sit a tree stand.
1: Yeah. yeah. What about you, Brian? Uh, in September, I'm normally in shorts and a T-shirt, man. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I
0: would be. pair yeah. of boots. Yeah. What about your first rifle, Garrett?
3: First rifle was a uh, Remington seven hundred thirty out six. My dad got it for me. I was 12 years old. Trained me right on it. And uh, it was a very accurate rifle Had a 12 power on it that uh, um, I think my brother bought it, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, furnished it with that. And uh, that that shot deer, everything I pointed at was uh, was going to die. <laughs> you know, that was a good, good rifles. You know, that's still a great rifle. Um, lately, well, I guess we don't need to get to lately, but lately I've been shooting the six, five Creedmoor and, uh, reaching out there. And and that thing is a lot of fun. A a lot lot of of fun. fun. Timmy Cole's turning me on to that thing. (laughs) And, uh, I tell you that thing is, that thing's a blast to shoot. Don't kick No, a little bit louder, that that muzzle break. It's not
4: like your 300, but you can watch your deer. Yeah. Yeah. I've tried a
3: lot of different calibers, cartridges. I've tried a lot of different ones. I tell you, that one's sweet because usually my wife's hunting with me, and we only got to carry one gun that way. Yep. And uh, so we hand her that thing, and she's like, oh, sweet. It's the one that don't kick. Yep. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it, yeah, you don't have to worry about it. You know, she's an excellent shot, but just knowing that thing don't kick, it helps. It helps a lot.
0: It it does make a difference. So I know this. No one else knows this, but you guys kill monster bucks. Sometimes. Can, Pretty consistently, you guys kill monster bucks.
1: These walls say otherwise. Yeah, all all the <laughs>
0: antlers we have hanging around us say otherwise. Um, so, you guys put in the work. What do you guys put into preseason scouting? What do you guys do to to find these bucks to be successful? Start now. Yeah. Or
4: start as soon as they start growing horns. Yeah, absolutely. People Definitely. ask
3: when when do you start scouting? I go, wait. When do I stop? Yeah, you know, <laughs> <start laughs> scouting. Scouting in uh, if you have an area that you that you know you're going to hunt. you you don't have a lot of options. You're going to hunt a certain area. You don't go out there and pound the brush, but get yourself into a spot where you can not disturb anything and glass it from afar. You may not see anything for hours, and then all of a sudden, there he is. He just walks by, gives you a three-second glimpse of him, and you go, okay, all right, now I'm going to see if he's going to do the same thing again tomorrow. Start trying to (laughs) pattern him and pattern him and uh, just – yeah, scouting is everything.
1: So, are you guys normally running? Do you guys run cameras? I know you just kind of answered the question. You were glassing,
3: but uh, yeah, I I've never used cameras. I own them, yeah, but I, I don't I don't yeah, use actually them. Actually, I let uh, loaned them out to. Somebody. I have them right <laughs> now <laughs> <laughs> because um, he he likes to look at multiple areas at the same time. Yeah, and that's awesome. That's awesome. But I mean, like with us, I don't. I, have you ever been in a tree stand? I've, yes. I've, I've never been in Lagunas. a tree stand
4: before. Lagunas, I've been up in the tree stand. And you shot a
0: coyote from a tree stand. Yes. Yeah, That's but it.
3: I mean, if we're talking deer, though, I've never been in a ground blind or a tree stand for deer. Mm-hmm. Um, for coyotes, I have, you know, that kind of deal. But um, for deer, never used cameras, never used tree stand, never used a ground blind of any kind. Usually, it is 100% spot and stock. You you pattern the deer you, you kind of know what area he might be in. You know how it is. You, when you're scouting, a lot of times it's not first light. It may be whenever you have time that day or whatever. So you kind of are getting a, a ballpark of his area. Okay. You're you, primarily, you you're, you you're, you're
4: also primarily a, uh, a rifle hunter. I yeah, mean, you're absolutely. not, yeah, so yeah. you're not using the ground blind or, right. the, or the tree right. stand as much. Mm-hmm. Where if yeah, somebody sure. in this state, or in Southern California was, Mm -hmm. would it be a bad idea to run a ground blind or tree stand? Hell no. I I mean, heck no.
3: You've got to really get them patterned with cameras and whatnot. Before you do anything. Before you go and set up a a blind or stand.
1: How Mm. difficult do you think it is to pattern these local deer? It's, It's, It's a grind for me. I mean, I've only been able to successfully pattern a few deer, which I didn't put down, but... Yes. It's a grind.
4: As far as patterning one, like saying it's going to bed underneath that bush every single day, 365 days a year. No. As soon as the rut hits, it's crapshoot. It's a freaking crapshoot. Absolutely. But you do know that buck right there, that one that you can see behind you, the three-by-three Garrett killed last year. Monster. Monster. We've seen that buck. Mile, mile and a half, two miles from where it yeah. was, we actually uh, killed it. Yeah. We have it. I have preseason scouting of that deer. I've got we video see on my phone videos and over and over. But it was miles away. It yeah. wasn't like, oh yeah, we, we knew he was going to be there. That's you, not you how DR
1: it works. Know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, these deer are nomads, dude. They just, yes, I, I don't know what it is, but me and my uh, Brandon, he's not here right now, obviously. But uh, we have a spot. We run cameras in. It's too thick to you know to glass and everything. So we run cameras and we have a tree stand in there. I don't know what it is, man. They're they're there when they're in velvet. Yeah. Once that velvet comes off, gone, gone, gone. gone. Right. nothing but absolutely.
4: Those. And that's, I've that's literally anywhere you go. Yeah. Whether it's California, Idaho, Montana, I don't care where you go, it's the same exact situation. Yeah. You watch these guys archery hunting big bucks in Montana, twelve thousand feet, rifle season. They're at two thousand feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's totally different.
1: Yeah, I was up in Arizona. We were in the high country last. Last August, and uh, and I couldn't find anything up there. We're about the eight nine thousand feet, and once we dropped to six thousand, man, it was. I was Loaded. looking at seventy deer a day. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's a big difference.
0: So I know Garrett. The reason I met you is is through my father in law, telling me about this giant <laughs> that oh you shot. This giant, uh, and uh, he claimed that he'd been chasing that thing for a few the, days. The,
3: Public land monarch. Yes. I mean, that buck, four <laughs> by four, and his he's a main beam buck, so he's, he's built like a whitetail. His antlers are built like a whitetail. He's all inline points. And what a masher. I mean, he's got thick webbed beams that come all the way around. So is it he's, true? And he's did, wide. Did he's you run into big Tommy big
0: after you shot that deer? He told me you guys talked to each other as soon
3: as you shot yeah, it. Yeah, but I didn't know him. I, I'd, I'd, only, I'd only seen him around, you know. <laughs> Knew him as a cool acquaintance, but... Didn't know the connection, you know, so.
0: Or the future connection.
3: Oh, my God, yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) He's still mad at us about that one, I think. (laughs) That was a big masher buck. And we just happened to be at the right place at the right time. And I think the key, the secret to that whole hunt is when you're hunting public land and you got an idea that most people are going to be hunting an area, okay? Most people can only hike so far. We got ourselves down into a funnel the canyons get really really steep down in this area we hiked down off the edge got out on a rock we're no we we got a good feeling that bucks are going to come down through this through this kind of natural funnel and just sit there and be patient let all these other hunters kind of do the work that's right and just be patient sit still we're out in the upper sitting on a rock you know um Camo kind of doesn't help you when you're skylined or <laughs> sitting on a big gray boulder, <laughs> you know. But unless it's ASAT. there you are in the, yeah. at the, in the right yeah. place at the right time. And that was a uh, opening day rifle season buck. We had, we've hunted that rock pile before, and it was almost identical how the deer came through there each year. So we kind of had a basic idea. And that was, that was a really good, that's a really good fun story, too, because, yeah, uh, uh, my best friend, Roy, he was able to put a hole in him, and, I mean, excellent shot, but, I mean, this dude had buck fever so bad that I'm thinking, <laughs> I got to, you know, because uh, I'm like, hey, dude, you're going to shoot first today. That's, that's kind of the deal we made. He's, he's my buddy. We're going to do it like that, and uh, here comes this uh, little forked horn buck. He wasn't little. He was decent forky comes over to the ridge, and I'm like, Roy, hey, check it out. Here here comes the masher buck, and he he pulls his (laughs) rival up. He's looking at that thing, then he turns and looks at me like, "Screw you, man!" (laughs) And I'm like, "What? (laughs) No, dude, the one behind him." And when he's when they when he locked eyes with this animal, (laughs) he began to shake. I mean, the shaking was just (laughs) coming over him—the buck fever. And I think, I mean, dude, everybody knows that's why we do this—the excitement, right? And you get a freezer full of reward, you know, but he he's looking at this deer and he's trying to get steady enough to and breathe at the same he's forgetting to breathe and everything and I've noticed he ain't clicked his safety off yet. I jerk up my old lot six and I clicked safety off, and next thing you know his gun goes off, he's like, "Oh you almost shot him I was like, he? I was like, yeah I mean, yeah I mean, he's he, he's beautiful, like you know this is a trophy he uh, beautiful trophy, and he's this on was, his wall. He's on his wall. There. This was product of the, what was the 2007 fire. Yes. Yeah. That we had. Uh, the fire really did a lot of really good health and genetics for the uh, deer around San Diego. I believe you're right. Yeah. And that and, thing, I yeah. think there's. Hayden, you shot a masher, too, right after the fire. A right after years, the fire, right? yeah. yeah. If well, you
0: Google that, though. There's a picture of that deer on the back of a Corolla. Uh, That's Garrett's that is Corolla. A, uh, Nissan we called it the Sentra. Oh, sorry, the Sentra, the, Sentra, the white Sentra. Yeah, so exactly. if you guys Google there, <laughs> hey, there was
3: actually two bucks. What uh, are we getting? There was actually two bucks because after we loaded that one up, ran into your father in law. Ha ha ha. He was super pissed. And head out of there. On the way out, a big buck jumped, jumped the road, road. Yeah. And I was able to get out of the car, get up on off the road there. And there he is. Boom. Shot him and th- we're getting close we're getting close to being we think we're done you know we, <laughs> we think the hunt is over I and we're excited better. and then all of a sudden and this was a 22 inch wide 3 by 3 wow well, you know that's a trophy in anybody's category i've seen him yeah, I've, seen I've, seen Hague, Hague. Go, I've, I've
4: like, yet to kill a buck over 20 inches yeah this I just, is a big 19 and 3 quarter wide he wasn't that's tall cap.
3: he was really short timed but wide mm-hmm. and uh, so then we put him on top of the other buck Antlers hanging off both sides of the the car, and we uh, we headed out of there. Type in very successful day, big San
0: Diego or big D sixteen buck, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure it, it pops up. Yeah, yeah, it's on the back of a
4: white Toyota Sentra. We called day. it the Jeep because that's some literally could yeah. go anywhere. It's, it's going to be a little <laughs> bit further down, Brian, just it's, because. When you it's, type it's in big old. San
1: Diego buck, you see was, Johnny and his
3: boy. Oh, Johnny
0: Ryan! Johnny Ryan shot a nice buck a couple yeah, years ago. Yeah, um,
3: that was 2009. Yeah. So, so how
0: did that how did that work out? Because I started dating Tommy yeah. Tommy Lucky's yeah I started dating Tommy yeah, Lucky's I daughter. I
3: remember how he recognized me or something like oh, I remember you you're the one that shot that big buck you know I was chasing him for three years or something. You know. <laughs> he like, he ended up oh, sending I'm an arrow sorry. at that thing and uh, he I
0: think he missed it with his bow. Yeah. Um. But how did how did we end up getting connected? So I started dating Carly. Yeah. And then yeah. We we went to your house, uh, which was up next to the high... Uh, oh, yeah, the house on the hill. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah, up that way. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, that that's exactly how we connected there. You were just barely getting into any type of hunting. Too. I had just bought a, yeah.
0: a, my first deer tag. Yeah, I bought a rifle. Um, and I saw the pictures on your phone, and I, I was super interested in, in yeah. getting into it. Yeah. Um yeah, so I, I was asking you questions. I mean, we we talked deer hunting. We'd yeah. show up at your house, and we'd talk deer hunting for hours. That's all we ever talk about. Yeah, that, that is, yeah. <laughs> Just trying to pick your brain, trying to yeah. figure out what I need to do to be successful. Yeah. In um, mm-hmm. a couple different times. I remember times.
3: seeing your skinny ass at, uh, <laughs> at, there's that buff Yeah, that's a picture of him right there. My God. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's <laughs> yeah, a freaking a dandy. He's, he's a masher, he's for he's sure. Beautiful. Yeah. But yeah, I remember seeing you uh, at Circle K. Like, we're all camoed up. We're all going hunting, you know, we get our coffee and our snack and heading out for the day. I remember seeing you there in that little red and white beater Bronca. you had. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, Timmy, I think that's your name. Timmy, you know, barely knew you. Won't you come up here? You know, you you can do this hike up over this ridge over here. I, I know where some, some bucks are. You know, and uh, I I probably could have put you in the right spot for a deer, but you told me, no, man, I, no, I ain't looking for no handouts. I want to go earn a buck myself. I got a couple spots I've been looking at, and I'm going to go hit them hard. And, you know, if I, can't, if I can't do this on my own, then maybe I'll come knocking. But, you know, uh, my hat's off to you for that, dude. Like That's super cool. I appreciate that. I admire that in a man that wants to do it himself, go out and do the homework, do the footwork. I'll give you all the tips and knowledge that I have you know, of how to track deer or how to locate deer or how to glass. But a guy that just says, I want to go do it wrong first. I don't want to do it myself. I need to learn. Yeah, I need yeah. to learn. Yeah. So um, a lot of props to you on that. It's cool, man. Really cool.
0: And these days, I, I keep seeing all the, the bucks you guys are dropping, and I almost regret that. But I've learned I've learned <laughs> yeah, but, so
1: much. I've learned it. so much over the years. Yeah. You,
3: c- you've earned it yeah. now. You know, yeah. You're, you're, you don't want point. somebody to give it to you, Mm-mm. you know. Yeah, I killed a good buck back in
4: 2012, and, uh, and I, I had no idea this buck even existed. And I, I got to a point, it was opening day, Um, I just happened to pull up, and I was literally leaning against the tire of my truck, like glassing miles away, just like, okay, if there's something there, then I got to play, but if I don't, whatever. And it was starting to get mid-morning, and I was like, yeah, let's pack it up, let's go run to town and get lunch and whatever beer, beer probably yeah <laughs> and uh so I, we're literally i you know i don't have anything out but i don't have a backpack out and i'm a rifle it's in the truck like i'm just hanging out just spotters out and glass you know so i'm looking i'm looking and all of a sudden we start packing up and um my buddy puts his stuff away and he and i go there's a deer what the hell but it's like 350 yards away it's not Miles away where I've been looking. Yeah. (laughs) It's right under my feet practically because it's really steep canyons around here, obviously. And I was like, damn, there's a deer there. So I look and I pull up the binos and I start looking and a doe comes out and another doe and another doe. A little forky buck. And then this buck walks out. And like you said earlier, if you don't, if you just have binoculars and you can go, wow, that's a good deer. I'm going after it. This was that exact same situation. I just had my binos up and I had some piece of crap. I don't even know what they were at the time. Just junky glass. Walmart nails. Probably like that. some, yeah, something I got out of a Cracker Jack box. <laughs> I'm looking down there and I'm like, oh my god, that is the hugest deer I've ever seen in California. Like it was, it was huge. Is that the bomber that the Warden helped you out with? Yes. Oh my god. So, yeah, we the buck walks out and he's he's limping real bad, and I was like, I, I, I did. It didn't dawn on me at the moment, but now that looking back, I remember him limping coming out, you know, like on his right rear hind quarter, and he walks out, and I lose him. He, managed, I mean, it's it's a a millisecond of opportunity to see this deer, and and he's gone. Like it's he's in the trees again. Like out of the trees, in the trees. Frig, I, oh my God, that was huge. Like now, how do I make a plan? So I I bailed off the hill, got down to about two hundred and fifty yards from where the deer was. You know, after I gathered my rifle out of its out of the case and <laughs> got my backpack out, grab some ammo, yeah, grab some ammo, maybe <laughs> load the gun and all the stuff, and I finally bail off and I start going after him and I get down there and there's like a rock and I'm I'm telling you it's like
3: very vertical,
4: very vertical. It's like shooting straight down and basically that's how I had to shoot him was basically through his back because that's the only shot, shot you, you have. Yeah. So. I get up there, and all of a sudden he walks, or all the deer start funneling back out, and I found some water back there where we were. And there's water there, and it was like a where a waterfall was created, and it cr- it dug out the granite rock into a, a, a freaking five-gallon bucket size hole, and it's full of water. And they were coming up to it, but that buck just said, mm-mm, he's not stupid. This buck's a masher, Yeah, you know? he's old. He's like, I'm just going to hang back, and you guys go ahead and— And I watched this for a while, you know, and I got to contemplate. Well, then I had about a 24-inch opening through the trees, straight through the top of the trees, and I was like, and he's standing in it the whole time. And he's not moving, and I'm like contemplating whether I should shoot to this little dinky hole at 250 yards. Yes. You know, or not. So I finally said,
2: yeah. Send, send it.
4: it. <laughs> Full send right now. I, I, I can't let this buck get walk, you know, and I, he, maybe he would have walked out into the open. Maybe he wouldn't have. I, nobody knows, but he's dead. And it took me five and a half hours to get him out of that Canyon. in one piece, be, and this, mind you, it's summer. Basically it's, October. this is before you had your frame pack. Yes. Way before I had a frame yeah. pack. So I was like, it's hot. Kill a deer. What's the first thing that's going to happen to this hide? All this hair is going to start slipping. I'm mounting this deer. Like, there's no yeah. way I can drag him.
3: So, me and a buddy. that when you walk up to a deer and you go, I'm mounting this one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm <laughs> mounting this <Yeah. laughs> one. So,
4: I, I was like, I can't drag him. So, me and my buddy, literally, I, I take my bone saw out and I freaking cut down a little sapling tree. Freaking, we strap this thing on there, like two Indians, and throw them on our shoulders, and we hiked five and a half hours out of this canyon, up most rugged, My boulder-infested, <laughs> nastiest place you've ever been. But that's where they are. Yeah. That's where that's deer in Southern California are. If, if they're in the nastiest, furthest place away from anything, that's where they are. That Go to would, the deepest, darkest holes, and that's where you're going to find deer. That would be my advice to anybody in h- hunting in Southern California. Absolutely. San Diego County, specifically. If you are willing to hunt further than the next guy, longer than the next guy, I, I mean, I've stayed out overnight mm-hmm. to be that guy, to, to be out there further than that guy. That would be my advice for anybody hunting in Southern California because those deer Yes, they're few and far between out here, granted, but those deer are also pretty smart. They're very cagey, and they want to be away. They don't want to be near the road. They don't want to be near people walking down trails. They don't want to be there. But
0: knowing topography, knowing where water is, knowing the right kind of canyons to look for, I mean, if you just dive into a a five-mile hike into a canyon, deer are where they are. You can look at something and say, hey, look, that looks pretty deer to me they're not there. Mm-mm. So, as long as you no. kind of know what to expect, what to look for, and you dive deep in those canyons, you you're, you're
4: going to find good deer. Well, you say that looks deery and that's where they should be and that's what the, they are, but they're not in that canyon. That they're, no. they're three more over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's where they are.
3: But hiking into that canyon that looks deery, looking at that sign and checking it out, you can kind of tell do they bed here? Do they walk through it? Do they is this a spot where they might stay? Out here, you see a lot of canyons that are deery, right? Mm-hmm. But you're not seeing deer, mm-hmm. so, you know. So, it, but it doesn't mean that they don't cross through there to get to the next deery spot, like yeah. you say, three ridges over. Mm-hmm. You know, it's timing. You know, it's that scouting. It, it like like we said, scouting is is really key, but. Scouting also changes. It changes with the weather. It changes with the, Rutt, with the rut. Velvet, rut, you know, everything. These everything does changes. coming in at different times. And they might, you know, check these does. None of them are happening. So he's three ridges over. You know what I mean? There might be a doe in that first ridge or that first canyon that does come in to seize the first, and he will be there. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's so hard to say where they're going to be. Where they're going to be. when it, Because... Even all the way, if if you get a pre-rut situation right before season, we don't get that a lot around here because the weather's always hot, but if if you if you do and you get a couple of these older does coming into Astros early, the bucks will hang. He won't leave her until she's ready. But that might mean he's right next to the rancher's house over there eating apples. You know, like you, you think he's going to be there and – all the right today's to not, season, but tomorrow but then, is. But then this is public land. People like you—you got all this traffic coming in a couple of days before all those preseason. Those the uh, you know the 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 guys that want to do a little scouting before they hunt it kind of type of thing right before season. And they just what they do is they scramble it up. Out instead of looking. They put scent. boots on the ground and they yeah, scramble everything, sent everywhere, and whatnot. So it that changes it. So last year i seen this buck in the same spot every day for several weeks. Got a lot of cool pictures of him. Got a lot of cool video of him. And I said, this is the one I want. Well, come opening day, I expected <laughs> him to be right there, which which was not an area that I can hunt, but I wanted to see him. Yeah. You know, I just want to see you. He's three and a half miles away. Yeah. In my spot. It just worked out. You know, I'm... Two miles in on, on public land. Yeah, he's, from, he'd been on and, private and for and a he's long four time. four miles from where i seen him, you know, or three miles, you know, from where i seen him. So there's a lot of traveling that he did overnight. I, I couldn't clock this. I couldn't time him. I couldn't pattern him. So
0: time in the field. It time just, in the field
3: is. That time, though, it just happened. Another bit I of advice. I did not expect to see him. Another. Bit I think of... it was the pressure of all the people coming in, the weekend warriors coming in yeah. early that season. Maybe people, you know, walking around. or Who knows? He no. wasn't there. He was three miles back. It, it was a trip. Didn't expect to see him. But when you see a good buck like that, it really helps you hold out from shooting those younger bucks. And I'm not a trophy hunter by any means. No. But I like to shoot big deer, but I'm not a trophy hunter. I'm not too proud to, shoot to a fill 40. my freezer. <laughs> yeah. You know, especially with the young kids that I got going with me now. I'm I want to show them that trophy hunting is not priority priority. We are here for the meat. We're here for the experience. We're here for the, to have a good time. And it's not like sports. Nobody's winning. Nobody's losing. This is hunting. We're doing this because we love it. We're passionate about it. I, I could never shoot a deer again in my life and be totally content with just going out there and looking for one. I it's got cool. to that point this yeah. year. Actually, looking at deer, yeah.
4: Well, no, I mean not wanting to shoot another deer. Like I I literally got to that point. So my son's ten years old. In the state of Arizona, you can ten year olds can legally start hunting big game. I don't know if a lot of people know that or not, but I did not until I looked it up. <laughs> so hey dude, if you want to hunt, yeah. I, I said, okay, well, you need your hunter safety course. He's like, sign me up. <laughs> did it real quick. He did it, like, in a few days. His daughter has it done, too. Yep. He did it real quick. Boom. As soon as the, the, it opened, I put him in. Put him in for a uh, coos deer tag and and, an, and a Avelina tag. Didn't draw him this year, but, you know, that was it's the opportunity. And I literally told myself just that. If I don't shoot another deer again because I'm taking him, yeah, I'm all about it. I yep. don't even care if I ever – I don't even care. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's about, dude. Yeah, it is. You guys are definitely
0: in a place... Where you you've both shot so many deer that that that's a lot easier for you to say there's a lot of new hunters that listen to this and and yeah. th- they're worried about their first kill they've been hunting sure. for a couple years and and they they haven't even seen a legal buck to shoot at so I, I I understand that I haven't killed a lot of animals myself but I enjoy helping other people mm-hmm. shoot yeah. their first animal yeah uh, mm-hmm. just just like Matt like that that I got more pleasure out of him shooting yeah, his absolutely. first deer absolutely. than than me hunting the whole season absolutely. like that yeah. that filled me hundred yes. percent And a that's
3: qu- what I meant by saying. I could never shoot a deer or you know and be okay with it I want to be there I want to be a part when, of it I want to be a part of it when when somebody gets their first deer or or gets a deer or just you when when the plan comes together type thing you know spot and stock hunting is is hard to do yep. put the slip on a on one of these freaking high desert southern california deer they're smart know? they're smart yeah', yeah. They're smart and they can go play they just try and They just try and confuse you anyway. Like they're not going in a straight line; they're going to go up and around the ridge and back where they started, or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, I've seen that happen just to make you mad. (laughs) You know, just to make you mad. They they win they win today, or hey, we're successful today. That is so. That's what calls me back to the mountains. That's what keeps me going. You know,
2: seeing coyotes, seeing mountain lions,
3: seeing a deer is is great. Seeing any animal, just being out glassing and watching animals, it's just it's just.
1: You know what blows my mind, dude? Like. When you know you research, deer don't move in the wind. Or <laughs> oh, the it's one hundred and thirty degrees. There's yeah. no deer going to be moving today, dude. I've that seen. Is not true. I was
4: just going to bring that up. I wanted to give that kind of a tip to anybody hunting and in the Southern California. Don't be afraid to go out hunting when you know today's weather is going to be a hundred degrees. Yeah. yeah, these deer already know that. They, have they to still live. have to live. They still have to eat. They still have to get up and drink. They still got to get up and move around. They got to get out of the sun. They got to get in the su- out into the shade. They yeah. they know that. Those deer are going to be moving if it's yeah. 100 or if it's 50 or Even 60. Even if they're getting up out of their bed to get shade on the other side of the bush. I've that's killed right. most of
0: my animals midday. Like yeah. Right? Midday. Yeah. When yeah. everyone else goes home to make a sandwich and, and go take a nap, yeah. that's when I'm killing deer. So yeah. I agree with that 100%. Yes.
4: Don't Don't be afraid to get out there if it's – no matter what the weather's like, like you said. If it's yeah. windy, they know. They've, they've seen it. Yeah. it. It happens every year. There's always a day or two – oh, you guys got stuck in a gnarly windstorm one time. Yeah. But uh, you and Dad, huh? Yeah, yeah. And anyway, they know. The deer understand that, and they and, and they're used to it. So get out there. You Just know what, freaking
1: I, go. I said it probably – me and Brandon, I probably said it five, six times on this podcast already, but opening day last year, I mean, it, it – Brandon went out. It was 115 degrees or something. And then what? the next day, I had just got back from Arizona, and the forecast was saying like 108. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, screw this. I'm not going out. That mm-hmm. was my day to go that Sunday, and I don't go to the tree stand. Two of our target bucks show up. Oh, shit. 12 <laughs> yards from our stand, dude. No way. 12 yards. It was a nice three-by and a nice forky. Yeah. But, uh, dude, it's crazy, man. I seen, actually, in Laguna, we were we were hunting in Mount Laguna, and it was about 35, 40-mile-per-hour winds. I seen more deer in Laguna in the wind that I've ever seen Laguna at all. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean mind.
4: I've been up there too where it was like a blizzard. A freaking oh, yeah. you couldn't see 12 yards. Yeah. It was so bad and uh, I was rifle hunting on the back side of it and it was so bad, snowing like like I've never seen it snow and I I've, I've hunted Colorado, Utah. Uh, I've hunted all over and it was like nothing I'd ever seen. Yeah. Out walks a deer. I'm like, what yeah. what's going on? Shouldn't you be laying down somewhere, hunkered up? You yeah, know. That, that
1: day in the wind was crazy, man. We're sitting there, and then trees were falling over, like deadfall was falling over. It was scary, man. Yeah. And we went out, and then I think opening or in the morning, first thing we saw was a spike and a doe, and then we moved spots, and there goes like 10, 15 deer. I mean, they're all does and, and spikes, but man, I was so I was so pumped up. I think that was my first year ever hunting. <laughs> It was, it was such a fun time, dude. Just seeing that many deer, and that was when I, dude I, when I first started hunting, man. I was, you know, I had the the walls big five camo and Walmart stuff, and and I was walking with my rifle, a water bottle in my back pocket, and it, dude, it was, it didn't, you know, I didn't want to spend the money on all this gear and everything, and then until you realize how
4: much more comfortable it makes you. Yeah, yeah I, you know, I grew up uh, wearing. You know, just blue jeans and a jacket. You know, when I go to Utah or something, and I, I just, I just have normal clothes on. Yeah. As time went on, I learned. Started bow hunting. I started. I bought my first bow from a pawn shop up here in Ramona and it was, you know, I was ten years old. Bought it myself. Mowed lawns. Did whatever I had to do. I Bought a bow. It's a Barrett, right? They make crossbows now, I think. Mm-hmm. So I bought this Barrett compound bow, and I started shooting this thing. And this guy, there used to be a. Gun slash archery shop kind of. It's not really an archery shop. It's more of a, a gun store, but they had this little tiny corner of archery stuff in Escondido, and my dad got to be friends with them. And they, this guy's like, "Hey, bring your bow in." I'm like, "Okay." So I brought it in. I'm ten years old. I'm all excited, <laughs> you know. So, but it wasn't till that point when I was like, "Should I?" You know, I, I didn't. I didn't hunt with it. I never hunted with it. I just shot targets with it. I didn't do anything. But uh, later on in life, I started hunting with my bow, and it was like, boy, I better buy some camo. I, I don't have any camo. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I got to get a little closer than I am with my rifle in Utah, so I better buy buy some camo. So I start, that's one of my, whole. The it turned from, do I, I, I didn't need it. I, I probably don't need it now, but it is comfortable. I buy the good stuff so that it is comfortable and it's lightweight and that, you know, I can. Survive all day in it instead of blue jeans that are thick and
3: hot, hot and can't move in dude, them. Can't wearing, move in them.
1: I just bought a full set of Kuyu, man. I'll tell you what. I don't. You guys can talk trash all you want. I love being comfortable. Me there, too. Man. I love. Yeah. I'm wearing a Kuyu <laughs> shirt right now. <laughs> How many and pairs it's of pants
4: did you get have to buy to get a free shirt?
1: Uh, you know what? Actually, you had I to mooch, buy the shirt I mooch too. I off my boy Justin's <laughs> account because he gets he's a platinum gold member. Or whatever uh, it is, and there he gets you all go. Free shipping, dude. But I spent probably almost three hundred dollars uh, on yeah. pants, Do you get in there? yeah. They're money, dude. They are they money. got the side vents and everything.
4: They are money. Uh, it, and I have I own I've First Light, too. Uh, just a couple things. Not my favorite. What? No. It's not. Okay. Did it's just not I, my favorite. This it, conversation's over. <laughs> I'll,
1: I'll tell you, dude, those puffy jackets from First Light are... are they're, they're nice. They're badass.
4: Yeah, I don't have that because huh, I don't need that here. Yeah. But, um, Like, honestly, the, when we go... pants are better.
0: My wife got a G13 tag this year, and... I don't plan on wearing camo to go rifle hunting. I really don't. I mean, we've been close to, to a lot of lot of critters. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only time I wear camo is really bow hunting or if I don't want to get my nice clothes dirty. That's right. Bloody. That's right. Um, that's really what the camo is for. I mm-hmm. mean, and it lasts for years because you only wear it a month out of the year. Exactly. So, yeah. Camo is not, in my opinion, very important unless you're archery hunting.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. even then, it's like realistically camo only works about what 100 200 yards out to you know
0: depends on what kind of pa- pattern you have like the stuff that i have the the asat yeah i mean it, well, it i mean that
1: kills animals every time you wear it e- every time that camo <laughs> gets put on something good happens yeah. i'm just saying that day you put it on we we're pig hunting up north and then uh i said Dude, something's <laughs> gonna die today jimmy has asat out right now and this yeah. is like is that
3: that zebra print stuff
1: you it, got? it's
0: like the big yeah it breaks you up so like looks like antlers n- yeah it does yeah, yeah nick yeah. coleman like we were glassing, and he saw a deer. I'm like, all right, go after that deer. And so he, he cruises down about 300 yards, and he glasses back up, and he texts me. He's like, where'd you go? Yeah, where'd you go? <laughs> I said, I'm still in the rock pile, like sitting silhouette rock pile. He's like, I don't see you. I put my hand up. He's like, oh, my God. So that ASAC camo, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. Um, yep. I should get some better stuff that's not cotton. Is and Bruce I, still solid? it?
4: He uh, used to carry quite a bit of well,
0: it. We've been talking. He has a bunch of it that he's going to sell to me, and I just haven't gotten a uh-huh. hold of it yet. So
1: I might try to buy it first.
0: It won't fit you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm not swole. I'm sorry. Whoa. No.
0: No, we're both just a little bit bigger around the
1: waist. (laughs) Bruce is wearing all Kuyu now from what I've seen. Is he? He Wears Mm -hmm. Kuyu shorts in the shop and everything. Wow. Yeah, dude. He's a high dollar guy. Come over to
4: the dark side,
0: Timmy. Okay, maybe I might. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. But, yeah. I only have archery tags this year, so
1: yeah, I might I, have to get some. I really don't like knocking brands, dude. But I, the Mountain Ops, like the shirt. You wear, no, I yeah. tried some of that dude. It gave me a headache, man. Really? Yeah, dude. I, I think. Are you it, talking about the remember the energy stuff? Yeah, the uh, no, it was the hydration one. The hydration one. No, I, I no. I only use the endurance. Then the
0: we the, hiked five miles vertical. And it was 100 degrees. You, you got a headache from being dehydrated. I don't <laughs> know, maybe, man. Maybe it's those chulis
1: you're drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I, got a, I got some blue mountains in my hand right now. Yeah. but I don't know, man. I, the ignite Mountain Ops Ignite works pretty good. I mean, mm-hmm. that gets me all It's like drinking Red Bull or something. It is. Yeah, it
4: is. Yeah, yeah I used to do that every morning. And then, because I, I I, was on a particular job, it was nasty. Yeah. And so I'd get out and hike it every morning. So I'd pound one of those and then hike it every morning before work. It gets you wired. Oh, yeah, right? it was perfect. It was perfect. But
0: I have this natural energy. Yeah, you, yeah, do. you do. Yeah. I have we, a problem. We, we all know.
1: Yeah, we're all jealous. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're hiking those ridges. It's probably 200 yards from you at every point. I used to have that energy,
4: <laughs> but I'm older now. so. Yeah.
1: I just have long legs. That's all it is. Uh, dude, yeah. I don't know, man, but Timmy was two ridges over from me every time.
0: <laughs> so, speaking of that, we've talked about years and years of, of, of me going and hunting in a recommended spot. Um, what are the odds of, of actually tagging a deer with a bow? Because I only have archery tags this year. So if I, if I hike in that, that wild hike, what are the odds of actually getting it done with a bow?
3: There's a couple of spots up in there. It's totally doable. Um, I've killed deer there. I, mean, with I would, my bow. I would say 99.5% of it of getting an opportunity, open, mm-hmm. dry, hot, rocky, sagey. So my favorite high desert steep up and down type situations we've 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 (laughs) uh we've been successful with archery out there Mm -hmm. um that is that is a really long hike i you know i've told you i'll sleep up there for three days it's a a really long hike to get in there i I have no doubt you could do it if i could do it you could do it you know um you do it plus some compared to me but once you're there it it's kind of one of those things that you you got to go with your instincts and go with your knowledge that you you have with the equipment that you you that you got. I mean, thirty thirty open sights would be really handy. You know, um, it's kind of more that type of country if you know what I'm saying. Where uh, archery, you just you got to blend in with your surroundings and sit tight, and it's hard to do sometimes when you're walking into an area you've never been to.
0: This this is the year that I'm. I'm Likely gonna take you up on it. Don't get me wrong; got a lot of spots. I've been watching a lot of bucks this last month or so. Yeah, been going out, waking up four o'clock in the morning, going out glassing bucks. Yeah. I am gonna hunt there, but I think this is a year that I'm gonna go ahead and 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 take you up on it and go go hike up on some ridgelines.
4: lines. Yeah. I've, I've killed deer there with my bow. It's, it's doable. It's, it's definitely doable. Yeah, it's not fun. I, I like but that. It's the harder it is, yes, the better I'm for the me. Sa- I'm the same way. Yeah, I just enjoy it.
0: I I enjoy the the. The pain of the hike, the pack out. Mm-hmm. I think you and I are a lot alike in a lot of ways because <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. you guys are. Yeah. the harder it is, the better for me. I yeah. mean, it just it just makes it so much better when you go ahead and cook up some breakfast sausage out of some deer, mm-hmm. and uh, and you think back about not being able to walk for two days. Like something about that just makes me happy. I don't I don't know what it is. I have problems. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah.
1: So, well, you guys have been hunting a long time. Like, what what is it? Hunting before Onyx
3: and all this stuff, like what?
1: what
0: oh yeah, before maps. Yeah. Oh yeah. For I mean, electronic maps. With
3: paper maps, I mean, you you would you would, a lot of times you get up to like these fence lines and stuff. You know, you're hunting between and you wouldn't cross BLM them. private land, and and you got your 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 national forest. You got all these different fences and stuff, or you see cattle have been using this, so you're gonna. Suspect. Okay. Well, this must be private. Not supposed to be on that side of the fence. Okay, don't cross that fence. You know what I mean? If you see fences out there, you're probably not supposed to cross them,
2: especially but here with
3: on X. Those fences. There's some fences in some of these areas from the 50s. Up in these giant mountains, way out in the middle of nowhere, you run across a barbed bar wire fence and you're like, yes. it's laying down, it's busted, nobody's using it. But you're like, wait a minute. Okay, get out your phone. It's really handy. Yeah, you know, wait a minute. No, all this over here is huntable land. Yeah, you know. So
4: for years, you could have been missing out. So <laughs> yeah. These yeah, opportunities. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, it was just as hard. I mean, not you know, we had paper maps, just like everybody else. The Forest Service binder and mm-hmm. three ring. We're binder not aging all, you by any means. I, I know I'm old, but seriously, it, it was. Old. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I mean, it I, was tough. I mean, back then it was tough, super hard. So before
0: Onyx came out. For two years, I would take Tommy's paper maps and I would look through them and mm-hmm. look at the spots he circled and stuff, and I I would go off that. That's yep. what I learned from. Then as soon as Onyx came out, yeah. I think I spent a hundred dollars for like five states, right? And Carly was like, "Really, a hundred dollars <laughs> for maps?" I'm like, "This is a game changer." Yeah, like seriously, since Onyx came out, I've killed more coyotes, killed more deer. Like, yeah. you get into spots that most people wouldn't even look at. Like, unless you zoom in really far, you wouldn't even know it's a spot you could hunt. That's right. Because it doesn't pop up. Oh, it looks like right.
3: BLM touches a pro- uh, public road. Yeah. Uh, never would have known that.
0: Never would have known, unless you're completely zoomed in on the map. So, so really, like, I go through every state highway or road and just look for spots and drop pins. If you look to my Onyx maps, you'd be like, what is wrong with oh, this Oh, mine kid? too. Mine's the same. One. All, this, all these different access points. And There's I, I at one yeah, day yeah. I will get to a point where I get to go see all of them. And go hunt all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, until then, I mean, we have a three-year-old next week. so. Uh,
1: Do you know people sell their Onyx now? No. Their, their pins? Really? Yeah, dude. No, with, with all, like, all their... No.
4: With their whole, their equipment, all oh, their stuff in yeah, it. Yeah,
1: dude. One dude's account went for like five grand, dude. Oh, I don't blame him. I swear to God, dude. He's a Man. sellout. Who is it? I don't know. It was on a podcast. So who is it, must it? Be a legend. So check me out on Hunt for Life Outdoors. <laughs> 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 dude, I, going back to the fences and all that. I don't know if this is a thing or not, but this is what I was told when I first started hunting. If you see bob wire, it has three, you know, three, three strands, strands. Three strands going through it is that's public. Mm. And then, if you see four, it's private. Is that a thing? That, yeah. Back
3: in the day, yes. right? Yes, cattle back land, in the, back in the day it was. Absolutely. Okay. Four strand maintained Sur- fences, too.
4: Forest Service didn't want to spend the money to do four strands. Okay. So, yeah, that was a
1: thing.
3: So, this whole time I thought my friend was full of shit. But no. So the thing about sorry, ma- maintained it? fences are going to be four or five strands. Four or five strands. And they're going to be, if it's maintained, you know that's private. Yeah. Like, the guys, yeah. That the rancher's the guys willing to spend because, the money yeah.
4: to, to keep his cattle in. That's his bread and butter. Yep. So yeah. So he's going to yeah. spend the money for four to five strands of wire. Yeah. yeah, he'll be able to do yeah. that. Yeah.
1: I don't know how much bob wire it costs, but
0: so as far as scopes go, mm-hmm. you've re-scoped your rifle a bunch of times. You're still hunting with your your old school rifle. Yep. Uh, what scope are you running right now? And is it a dial out turret or or holdovers? What What's your? It does have a BDC uh, reticle, and and you've shot at every line to know
4: exactly where it hits. No. <laughs> I don't trust it. Oh. It's not. It's uh, It's got the BD or BDC or whatever they call Ballistic it. Ballistic drop compensator. It's a, yeah, it's got the Nikon. It's a Nikon four by twelve on my AOT6. Buckmaster. Monarch. No, it's a monarch. monarch. That's a good scope. Yeah, it's a monarch. It, I have the full printout. I've, I've went to the website. I've put all my information in there. The bullet that I use, because the gun's so old too that I can't use reloads. I have to use factory ammo, even though I've spent twelve fifteen hundred dollars on getting this thing completely redone. I got to use factory ammo, so I knew the ballistics. I put it all in there. Got everything done. I print out this little cheat sheet. I got it taped to the size of my stock. I've you know never how many I've never looked at it. <laughs> I've never looked at it. But you guys
0: get close enough to where really it doesn't
4: matter. You're, you're. Oh no. No, I'm call me old school because back in the day, I mean, I grew up with a three by nine. Like I hunt with a three by nine scope, which is really all you need. I mean, honestly, you if you're comfortable with your say. rifle. If you're comfortable with that gun and you're, you shoot that thing enough, mm-hmm. you can shoot infinity and beyond. I mean, you can shoot as far as you want be, that you feel comfortable with because you know how it feels. You know where to hold over is. You know where all that stuff is. And with my 4x12, I still do the same thing. Yeah. I might range him, but I, I might go, oh shit, he's 400. All right. I know right where to hold, yeah, hold because it. I know shoot that gun so
2: feet. well. Yeah.
4: I know yeah. the gun. It's like an extension of my own arm because I've shot it enough.
0: And I've I've heard the stories. I've seen the pictures of of deer hearts literally at 400 yards blown across rocks.
4: Yeah. I wanted to tell that story. From
0: holdover. So please tell that story because.
4: Okay. So Garrett and I do not get to hunt together. Hardly ever. Typically, he has his wife with him or a friend with him or my dad. And I always have a friend or something with me. So we don't get to hunt together. And this one trip, Garrett just buys a brand new three hundred Winchester, Winchester short, mag. short mag. I mean, just gorgeous, right? Beautiful. It's the most beautiful gun I ever seen. I'm like, oh, I gotta have one, right? That's, <laughs> that's the first thing I said when I saw it. I want one of those. Never shot it's, a three hundred, but uh, I didn't.
3: Winchester Model seventy Extreme Weather. Extreme Weather, so, so stainless, stainless fluted. fluted. Yeah, like, gorgeous. Uh, I've seen
0: that rifle. So yeah,
3: yeah. I want to do a. I want to magna port it. Do some type of magnaport port Arons. So we're out there and it, it kicks, kicks a little hard. bit. Yeah. yeah. It <laughs> kicks hard.
4: <laughs> so we take me and him finally, this is the first time in I don't know how many years we finally get to hunt together. And so we get together and we get out there and we start hiking. And it's it's before light, way before light. I mean, way before light. And we get all the way back into this spot where we want to be. We're probably what, maybe halfway to where we really want to be, but it starts to get light. So we're like, let's just sit down. Let's just see what happens. Light starts to come up, deer. Oh, there's a buck. Oh, shit. It's a good buck. Like It was it was a good inline. By three by three. It
0: had the, the nice uh, fronts and middle, but the back was a little bit short, but it was still a big, wide buck, right? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember still, that buck, yeah. yeah. You sent me buck. pictures, like, that yeah. day. Yeah. yeah, sure,
4: I did, yeah. Still a good buck, right? And I mean, we're Absolutely. Granted, okay, like I said, I've been shot, shooting my rifle for a very long time, so I'm very comfortable with it. I'm thinking... I could, I could kill that buck right now. 400 yards. Four, it was 412 yards is what it was. Yeah. I, it's all on my Instagram. That like, was on my text, too. 412 video. yards. <laughs> Check this out. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, it's all on my Instagram. But play-by-play, play, like, we got finally – so, Garrett lays over this rock, and I'm like, he's taking his time. I mean, he's really thinking about the shot because I don't know if he's that comfortable uh, with the gun.
3: There's not a lot of good places up on these hillsides to get set up. And this rock – was perfect
4: no it was a freaking for, chase lounge chair of rock. But, check it out
3: it was perfect to be laying prone for a left-handed shooter
4: yeah but he's right-handed
3: yeah and i'm right handed <laughs> so i'm kind of bent right yeah. and i don't want to be bent and i kept kind of trying to okay you know like take your time he's already 400 some yards i mean yeah. what's 450 yeah you know let him whatever i'm trying to get set up trying yeah. to get set up yeah
4: yeah and so finally we're sitting there and, and garrett Squeezes one off, and that thing just freaking <clears throat> hits the dirt. I'm like, whoa. Like, dude, that thing's got some freaking horsepower, you know? Yeah. 300 short, man, because I've never killed one with one. Only my out six. So I was like, holy crap, that thing's got some serious horsepower. I mean, <laughs> that buck just dropped. And I think you hit him a, a little bit high, right? Yeah. Yeah, you hit him yeah. a little bit high he on the first shot. Nowhere. He went not go anywhere. I mean, stoned him. I'm, but the buck was like I'm alive. I'm trying to
3: figure out 412. I mean... I was probably off by four inches. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, okay, well, don't kick yourself too hard. That's pretty far, guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's a good shot.
4: So the buck hits the dirt. And so,
3: so I. So if
0: st- you were off by one inch and then you were off by four inches at 400, so you were off by one inch, actually. Yes. Yeah. I mean, in MOA standard, you were off by one inch. Exactly, which isn't I bad. I understand what
3: you're saying, but I, it was me. It wasn't my equipment. Yes. It yeah. was definitely me. Yeah. So I, I stay there.
4: Inch? I stay there. I sit on the rock and I, you know, I got to guide him in because. Okay, mind you, everything is so steep. He's down, but he looks like he's sitting up. Yeah, but he's down, right? So, but we don't know that. So Garrett, (laughs) Garrett takes (laughs) off, and I'm like, I'm just gonna stay here and watch him. So because Garrett's gonna be out of sight of the buck, Garrett's not gonna see where the buck went. You know, we're just using hand signals and hats flickering and
3: vertical deep canyons with nothing but giant boulders in the bottom. You can't like walk up it like you know regular, you know, wash. like trout fishing stream. This
4: right. is... Big country. I've seen the yeah. country. Yeah. And you yeah. pop
3: out and you're like, shit, I'm still two ridges back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: Yeah. And so he finally gets around and he gets over and there's a big rock. And I think you can see it on my Instagram too, like in yeah. one of the videos.
3: Probably, yeah. He gets
4: up by this big rock and I kind of point him out. And the I don't know how far the buck was, probably 300 at, that, at this time. And Garrett just laces another one in there. I mean, just... Right through the heart. I mean, just smokes him. And the buck stands up and then flips over backwards. Like, yeah. But he was already down from the first one. Like, it hurt so bad. That first shot hurt him yeah, so he bad. he would have died. But he would have died. I don't want to leave him. Mm-hmm. To yeah. Like no, that, it was like, though. let's get it done. You know, keep shooting till it's down. Same with elk. Absolutely. Even, know, even if it's archery. But anyway, that, that was a cool day just because uh, we don't get to hunt together. We yeah. just don't. Yeah, we was don't have... We're always with someone else, or our schedules don't line up. That was part of his text. I just killed this buck with my brother yes. at four hundred and twelve yards. I think yeah. that was like the exact text yeah. I
0: got. Yeah,
3: yeah, that was cool. Yeah,
4: it was cool because, and then we went all got finally got up in there, and it's you know it's deep, so we bone the whole thing out. It's and uh, I pumped that sucker all yeah. the way back yeah. to the freaking truck. Yep. Got it, was frame one. pack. Frame oh, packs. you
3: got a frame pack? Oh, sorry, I just brought my little hip pack here with a granola bar. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're packing him out. <laughs> Looks like you're gonna have to carry this load.
1: <laughs>
0: don't worry, I'll carry the antlers.
1: Yeah, dude, I don't know what it is, but like local San Diego buck just get me fired up. I know yeah, something like, about it, cause absolutely. it's so it's
0: so hard absolutely. to kill them that it I, I get more excitement out of a, a local deer than anything else in this world. Yeah. yeah. Some yeah. something about it.
3: Yeah, I've seen giant, giant. Big four by fours, like you know the big thirty inchers that everybody wants, out in Utah, Colorado. I've seen them. I know they exist. Yeah, and something still says you could have just as much fun half an hour away from the house. Be- yeah, you know what I, mean? I think like, the biggest uh... it is. I mean, the bucks around here are, <laughs> in my opinion, they're harder to hunt than. I am I'm not talking about some giant kaibab beauty. I'm, you know, but just a a, a good deer. I get more excited about that here.
0: I respect, no offense to anyone who is listening, I respect the guys in San Diego, like you two, that kill good local bucks, great local bucks, over the guys that live out of state and kill big 4 by 4s I I would give pretty much anything, just like Brandon said, I would pretty much pay their tag and license for them to come out here and try to do what you guys do because they can't do it. And when I say you guys, I'm not involved in that because I kill deer. I don't kill deer like you guys. So, yeah, it's it's the San Diego Bucks that get me fired up. Like yeah. local hunting yeah. will always be my favorite because it's such a challenge, and I like I like to push myself to that that limit. And uh,
4: the deer out here, they, they give you that. I want yeah. people to remember too, like your listeners, a 19 inch deer is a 30 inch deer in Colorado. 100 percent,
1: dude. I I'm, I mean, I got this Utah tag, but like I'm, I just want to come home and hunt a an 22, dude.
4: Yeah,
0: he's, he's telling time. me, he's like, I just have I have this awesome Utah tag, and I just want to come home and hunt local deer, and I'm like, that's why I like you. For example, <laughs> though, that,
3: that buck behind you right there is a really nice big buck. The one I killed last year that's on on um, San Diego, San Diego yeah. yeah, That buck is really a nice, nice deer, and I don't know how wide he is. Maybe 18? Maybe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Maybe 18? That's, that's a good that's deer. not where you score a deer. You score a deer in length. of in back <laughs> you you know length of time length of like the back straps and like the back absolutely we like we never grew up hunting big deer we grew up hunting. These deer. Deer. Cal- deer. California We're, we're going to, Yeah, we'd go all the way to Utah and stuff like that. And on these hunts with a lot of these good old timers that never wore camo that we mentioned earlier, <laughs> you know what I mean? And we'd have the best time and okay. Hey, so-and-so just came up out of the Canyon. Here he is. Let's all go help him. Oh, hey, hooray. He, he shot a really nice buck or whatever, you know, like awesome. But it was never a competition. Never. Mm-hmm. There's no competition never. in this. There was it, never. You'd be more excited for for the young kid or the old, really old guy that shot a little forked horn or a spike. Yeah, you know what I mean. It it it. We didn't grow up because we as did trophy that. Hunters. We did that. I mean, I we think it's important for going people out of to state. Okay, with shooting these harvested the deer,
0: harvested deer,
3: harvested deer. Enjoy that. Fill your freezer. Do your best to do all the work yourself because yeah. when you eat that animal, it is. It, it, we do custom meat cutting here. You know, uh, we all get together. My, my wife, my girls, we all get in on it. My buddies, my brother, you know, we cut it up. We strip every little piece of meat off of there, make sausage and flavor it up all awesome to where you're going to choose that over something you could get at the store. And this is pure organic. Awesome. I don't want to sound like Ted Nugent
2: or something. <laughs> no you, hormones. You know it's, I mean? yeah, yeah, no.
3: This is the real deal. This is... This is the kind of protein you want to feed your family. Yeah. And it, Absolutely. It, it, and
0: it, it shows them, when you take them out hunting, your kids, it shows them the hard work and, and what it takes to to feed them with, with organic meat. Yeah. Um, and the experience you have with your family out in the mountains, you, you can't beat it. Like, you can go to the store with your family, go buy a steak, or you can go out to the mountains and shoot a deer and feed them a steak. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what do you want to do? What do you want to instill in your kids? You know? And and that's what you guys are all about. Yes. And and what comes from that is years of experience and you guys got to the point now that you are killing big deer just because you're you're so experienced. Um one day I'll get to that point. Um, but I'm just happy to kill a deer, you know? Like I'm just I'm stoked yeah. on that. Yeah. And and Absolutely. all the wisdom I got from you guys over the last eight years has has helped me. It's pushed me into uh like like we talked about to to push harder to to grind harder to to hike deeper to to fill to fill my needs as a hunter you know like and if i if i hike in 5 miles and shoot a doe with an A22 tag awesome i'm just as excited about oh. that as shooting a tastes, nice big buck in Arizona like tastes better too it does taste <laughs> better <laughs> but uh yeah no like bucks Turn into breakfast sausage and doughs turn into steaks. I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, Bro, those right. dough
1: back straps I had last year at home.
4: <laughs> oh. Bomb, huh? Bro, Melt I, in your I, mouth.
1: I cooked them over a wood stove in Arizona, man. It was the best thing I ever ate in my life.
4: Yeah. We've done a lot of camping trips to, uh, you know, spent long weekends where we would take our big tent or just even our small tents. I had my small tent, you know, but the whole family, like everybody kind of got together and we all did that, you know, here in the national forest and you can do that yeah yeah and i i suggest like your listeners that nude guys that want to go hunting and want to kill deer i guess you just gotta like you said earlier spend the time spend the time get out there look for the deer don't be sit down shut up and listen you know what i mean it's listen and things. look yes
0: and, and yeah that's that's what we've we've talked about too like if you can go out and push yourself in the mountains it'll make you a better person in your everyday life, in your relationship with your your, your significant other, in work. Like if it, you prove to yourself what you're capable of out in the mountains and you become a better person in your everyday life. Absolutely. That's that's my belief. Absolutely. And I think hunting has, has played a huge part in, in who I've become in the last eight years. Like yeah. you guys know I was a rough individual. Like <laughs> I was rough around the edges. And, and no, yeah, hunting showed me – what I can be? Yes, it, it sounds ridiculous, but it is—it is true, hundred percent. Yeah, dude,
1: it just like hunting just takes over, dude. It does. It does. You just involve it with everything. Yeah.
4: yeah. And you, and I—I I mean, you got a young son, and yeah. you you wait and see. I mean, you're probably already getting a little bit of a taste of it, but as your kids get older, I mean, I have two boys. Uh One's ten, one's eight. My eight-year-old, he could care less. He, hey, Dad, you're. Let's go fishing, and he's all in, you know. But my oldest, when it comes to hunting. <laughs> If he hears from his bedroom that I'm getting up in the morning to leave and I'm trying to, you know, sneak out of the house for a few hours. Where are you going, Dad? Oh, no, he'd be standing at my door at 5 a.m. Like, <laughs> I'm ready. We going <laughs> out glassing, what's up? Yeah, what are we doing? Let's yeah. go. I, I got my bags packed, everything. I I already ate breakfast. Let's go. I got breakfast, water <laughs> packed. I got lunch <laughs> packed for us, Dad. Let's go. Yeah, and, you, and you'll, you'll see that, and that is probably the, the greatest the greatest thing, and you'll see.
1: Dude, I, su- I subscribed to the Arizona Magazine the DFG they send you the magazine yeah, every yeah, year. Yeah. Dude, I I have ripped out pictures of bucks on the wall with scotch tape, my boy shooting them with his Nerf bow, dude. There was, you go. I can't, I can't wait till it gets out, dude.
0: Yeah. And so what what are your guys' thoughts? We we talked about this earlier before Brian got here about pushing something on your children that you love and and hoping that they they take to it. Um my personal opinion is like if Cooper asked me to go out hunting or fishing, I'm going to take him. I'm going to take him show him the best time that he could possibly have and hope that he
4: takes to it so in the future I have a hunting buddy. Do you guys agree with that? I agree 100%. My son, my oldest son, uh, t- who's 10, um, I was a baseball player growing up and played everything. I mean, every year, practiced on my offseason, was on all-star teams. I did it all. I, 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 so I was pushed him to play s- baseball. Yeah. Wrong. Absolutely wrong. One day he goes, Mom, Dad, I want to play soccer. And I'm like, Mean her are like, we don't think <laughs> about soccer. And we, she's a softball player in high school. I was a baseball player, so I said, we know ball, you know, not soccer. He is a stud. He's an absolute stud because that's what he had a passion He wants before. to do. He's the he kid to watch ball. on the field. He's, yeah, he's the he's kid. He's that kid that's he's always that kid got that's, the ball,
3: and he's aggressive with it. Yeah, you know? and
4: so, so I was just, and I don't know anything about it, which makes it great. Don't push your kids <laughs> to do something that you love. Push your, let your kids make their own decision. Yeah, don't. I, I mean, there's decisions that they can make in life, even at a young age. Whether it be, I want to play baseball. The wrong decisions, like, well, I want to go spray paint on the side of a building. <laughs> That's wrong, right? I mean, you, you obviously you're going to coach them in that. But as far as things that you like or things that you're interested in, maybe show it to them. Don't, don't be like, this is what you have to do. But just encourage them. Maybe that's – and if they take to it, they take to it. But if they don't, they don't. Yes. Like I said, I coached him for four or five years. Spring ball, winter ball, everything. Coached him every freaking day. I got all the nets, the tees, the, you know, all the stuff for practices. And, you know, I was, the, I was the coach, and he didn't want to do it. Same thing applies to hunting.
1: Yeah. yeah. Don't push. In the
4: outdoors, Period every year i take a uh high country backpacking trip but to fish the sierras yeah the sierras. so we talked go, about that so i go on a backpacking trip to go to the sierras my oldest son goes well i'm glad you got to go by yourself last year but you're not going this year without me <laughs> and just flat out <laughs> my wife's like i guess you're taking him because <laughs> he's not going to let you leave him at home yeah and i'm like yeah. fine if that's what he wants to do that's fine yeah. but that was his decision to tell me Hey, I this is I'm going with you. I want to do this. I I showed him all the pictures and all the videos and everything from my trip and a, you know catching hundreds of fish and just you know crazy. Yeah. He's like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You forgot me last year, so this year you're not. So
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I took I took my boy out for the first time and checked the cameras with me, dude. And now it's hey, damn, when are we gonna check the cameras again? Mm-hmm. And dude, man, mom was pissed because he was grabbing poison ivy and everything. But, but man, he had a blast, he swollen <laughs> head and everything. But,
3: dude, he had a blast. Yeah, I think I could really relate to this topic because I've got three daughters, uh, twenty-two, eleven, and six. Okay, and my twenty-two-year-old, when she was about, uh, I'd say about fourteen, I was, I was, you know, I mean, I raised her up in hunting. We go dove hunting. Took her up to a couple spots. Turkey hunting was successful. Got her a turkey. You know, it was a, a big deal. You know, a very proud moment and stuff like that. She loved it. It was great. It was great. And then came to deer hunting, and uh, which is one of my biggest passions. I mean, antlers. I just, I just love antlers. If I could pick them up on the side <laughs> of the road, I would walk to work. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, um, I tried. I I think I tried, but this is parenting. You know what I mean. This is this is parenting. You I tried to get her to like it as much as I did, and she she got tags, and we we went out, and we we got around bucks and stuff, and she, me and my dad and stuff, and and uh, she'd kind of be like, eh, I don't want that one, you know. I don't that wasn't eh, I want a bigger one, you know. Okay, well that's cool. Okay, we'll find her hunt hard you know days go by find a bigger one okay yeah let's do it you know and still no that's that's not the one I want for my first deer and I'm like okay okay and what I, I wasn't picking up on the signs where people can love hunting deer people can love the outdoors people can love hiking people could love everything except for killing like a deer a turkey is for some people is easier Deer hunting deer is not for everybody. Where I think I might have pushed a little too hard, but then I got my and I learned from it. And she loves it. She had great experiences. That it was it was it was awesome. Where I got my 11 year old, she's chomping at the bit. She wants to do it. She wants to do it. She wants to do it. So I said, okay. Hopefully there's she don't turn 12. State of California won't let you get a tag until you're 12. Even though she passed all her classes with flying colors, she did it on her own. Her she's been, she's had a, a, a gun in her hand since she was probably too young to have <laughs> a gun in her hand. But she knows gun safety in and out. She's a very good yep. shot. She's real handy with a shotgun. You know, coil, dove, everything. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, you're gonna be 12 uh, this year. So I call fishing game. I want to get her a tag, and they said, oh no, because. Her birthday is not until September 8th. So, okay. Because if a D16 tag,
4: tag starts before, you know, doesn't yeah. start in October like everybody rifles. I literally season. have it's, to it, wait. You can hunt archery
3: on it. Hopefully, like it'll happen, right? So I literally have to wait to uh, get her a tag and I'm telling, I'm kind of telling her what's going on. And hopefully I can get you a tag this year. And she goes, dad, I don't know if I'm ready. Uh, you don't know if you're ready to go hike the mountain and get up over that ridge and over to the next place and that and she goes oh i'm ready for that i don't know if i'm ready to like pull the trigger shoot one you know okay okay so here we go learning any- <laughs> you know if i didn't learn anything from the first go around you know what i mean cuz i think girls have a better understanding of the wildlife and the respect that it deserves and and i mean not that we don't but don't push it on your kids to the point where they don't want to do it. You Mm -hmm. want to raise your kids in it to where it's something that they're passionate about. It is something that it lives inside of them that they just, they just want to do it, that, that it's fun. Never be, never be, uh, never get down on a, uh, someone for missing a shot or something like that. Laugh and say, dude, that was the heck of a try. And, you know, like, right on, dude, maybe next time. You know, dad misses all the time, too, so we're good. You know, like, you know, we don't get talk about on that. with it. We don't talk Where about I think, that. I think a lot of times kids pressure their kids, you know, like you said about the baseball. Yes. You know, he's, a, he's an I, all-star athlete we, soccer player. I mean, he's one of the best on the field. But so it's, it's natural. Like, okay, you got to let them pick their their field. Maybe she wants to go call an elk. I don't know. You know what I mean? And that would be her thing, like yeah. we did with the turkeys. You know, calling those turkeys. Imagine that she, she takes you yeah. to call that'd, an elk. That'd be sick. Yeah. So don't push them too hard. And I know they're girls, but listeners, you don't know how tough these girls are. I mean, these are hunting, raised with a gun in their hand, girls that are that could provide and survive it in any situation. A, so, um, I mean, think you.
4: Nailed that one
3: on yeah, the head. Yeah. Totally.
4: Because let your kids tell you what they want. Yeah. And we all push our kids to be better than ourselves, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the ultimate goal is you want your kid to be better than you were, provide better than you did. And even though you're doing a smoking job already, you know, giving your kid everything they want or whatever, you want their, your kids to succeed better than you did. Mm-hmm. Same goes with the outdoors. Hundred percent. So, and that's the funny
0: thing. Like Tommy told me, he's like, I've wanted my daughters to get into hunting, and fishing my whole life. All of a sudden, Kelsey has a boyfriend. She's out fishing. Carly has a husband. She's out hunting deer. He's yeah. like, I've been trying this for years, and all of a sudden, she marries you, and deer hunt's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, pretty freaking cool. Yeah. Um. Excuse my French, but uh, yeah, no. So so Carly. Carly's been out a couple times. She shot a couple local deer, um, two or three. I don't even know how many. But uh, And Tommy just laughs and he smiles. He's, he's excited about it. So hopefully this year with that G13 tag, we got Brian Philman. We got Mr. Lucky, which we got to get on a podcast because that guy oh, Mister yeah. Lucky, is a legend. I know him. Very God, well. he's a legend. I know Mr. Lucky very well. Yeah. Sounds like Yeah. yeah. Gonna, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, God. Yeah. So sounds like something's gonna go down. It sounds like he might have to do a podcast. I brought yeah. it up to him today on the way home, and uh, he said, "Nah,
4: I'm not 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 for me.
0: Not for me." <laughs> but Get I think him over I, here, tell that
3: story about that big inline four <laughs> <bar> corner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he'll he'll
0: tell it. So I think after a couple Henneberry whiskeys, I think that uh, I think he'll be down. Here, Especially his if headphones on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If if you guys are, are part of it, I'm sure he would just love to chat. To yeah, be honest cool. to. Yeah, cool. yeah, I definitely So would one back. one of these days. Yeah, one of these days we'll get him on the podcast with you guys yeah. and uh and you guys can tell stories cuz you know that man can tell stories. He's uh-huh. he's he's killed a lot of deer too. I mean, I mean he's from back east, so uh well, not even that. He killed deer when he came here. Mm-hmm. He moved here and he he killed quite a few deer with his bow. Mm-hmm. Um until yeah, Garrett I shot d- the buck out from under him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I met him a handful of times, but I heard this guy can shoot
3: coyotes on the run at two hundred yards. Dude,
0: the guy's a killer. Yeah. He's a flat-out killer. Mm-hmm. In uh, the
3: magazine, but he got him. No, I don't know. <laughs> whatever <laughs> it takes, you know, dude. No, down. He,
0: he's definitely a killer. Um, and you guys know him pretty well, so so maybe one day yeah, you guys can cool help guy. me convince him to uh, to come on and talk. Yeah. But uh, I think that
1: I have one more thing to. Ask. Oh yeah, go ahead. Well, dude. We, we went dog hunting yeah. a couple weeks ago down in the desert floor. Yeah. What what did we find on the desert floor? Dogs. No, we found mountain lion tracks.
0: Oh, yeah, that too. Oh, no way.
1: In the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Flat, not a mountain in sight.
0: Did you guys not say mountain lions are going to get brought up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm Sorry, I had to. It gets brought up on this podcast <laughs> a lot. But, well, I've heard. I've never
4: actually seen it for myself. But in the Hakumba area, there's been jaguars up in there. What from Mexico? What? Yeah, from Mexico. They migrated up, you know, across the fence through Mexico up into up into that area. No way, that'd be yeah. cool.
3: Yeah, that'd be yeah. nice to get some, get some. Dude, proof imagine that. sitting That's there cool.
1: glassing for deer and you glass up a jaguar. Yeah, I and mean,
4: A good friend of mine, he hunts that area. <laughs> he's been hunting that area the last couple of years, and he's been seeing a lot of deer. Just nothing, nothing that he's wanted to shoot. You know, like little sporks or you know something like that. But
3: so we call them sporks. That's a spike, that spike and a fork. fork yeah.
4: We don't want to shoot those. Yeah, No.
3: Yeah. We had this one this one little buck running around. He has had a fork on one side, and no horn on the other. That was a dork. Cause it was like a doe, <laughs> a doe fork, you know? he's like a dork. So you, guys ha,
1: you guys never had a mountain lion encounter in San Diego? Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Lots of Oh, yeah, lots of, them. Oh, yeah, lots a, of yeah. them. I mean, we'd only be going for an hour, but that would be
3: good. Okay. Good yeah, hear, let's do about, it. hear about those. There's other stuff you can edit out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, All right, go ahead, let's now. hear
2: it.
4: So I was uh, on a solo, uh, you know, solo quick after work trip, hiked into this one location, and um, I look over and I just, I happened to bump some, not, I thought I bumped these deer, but I pulled glass up and I, I look at them and I'm like, they're they're not even looking at me. Why, why are they not looking at me? Like, I thought I just bumped them. I seen them run up and they stop. And I was like, they're not even looking at me. I'm like,
2: what the heck?
4: And, I'm, you know, it's all, sagebrush. Yeah. And I'm standing there and keep watching them, watching them, watching them, and all of a sudden to my right, directly to my right, I hear rustling and and run or something like a deer running. This yeah. is what it sounds like. This d- this doe jumps over this bush. I'm on the top of a ridge, so I'm at the very tippy top of it. She jumps over this bush, sees me and you know, turns to my right, her left, and just boogies out. Right behind her, a mountain lion. Full blown Jesus. full grown male mountain lion at like three yards. How many yards? Three.
1: My gosh. Yeah.
4: <laughs> like three yards. And we locked eyes. <laughs> yeah. And I said my prayers. And she hit that male that mountain lion turned around, jumped back over that bush. The deer went one way, he went the other way. Now he's mad because I just broke up his Denon. hunt, yeah yeah, you know, he was hunting too and so i you know, whatever and he runs down runs up on this other side now we're only about 75 yards apart and he's on the kind of the face of the ridge going up next to me and there's a little drainage between us not much so i'm like <laughs> i'm out i'm out of here I'm, I'm leaving this is this is too too much you know and you can't I think this was before they were technically protected, you know? They weren't, like, you know, fully, full-blown protected yet. But you still, they were illegal to yeah, hunt or anything like that. So, I was like, I'm out of here. I, I got to go. Yeah. I'm out of here. Like, I would. I, I started taking off. I just said, screw it. And I just freaking boogied out of there. So, it, my hunt that I thought was going to go all afternoon into the night was not. It was very short. Oh, yeah. I was over it. No. Looks <laughs> was like, not this area.
3: Last year we seen four mountain lions cross the road. Cra- yeah, Jesus yeah, going Christ. going in, near our hunting area, and uh, then well, we I seen one cross the road, and then I stopped. I was in my jeep, and I kind s- of see where it was gonna go, look over where it came from. There's two more looking at me right there on the side of the road, and I'm like, oh, they, oh I mean that's mountain lions, kind of they, they're thick, dude. They're scary. I mean they. That's kind of one you don't run into them. And if they long, want to kill you, these animals are they will kill you. bigger than most people think. Oh, well, yeah. They're and big. then um, the when they flash the back of their head, like they're looking away for an escape route, and they got that black, white, black stripes on the back of their ears. There's something eerie about that, too. Mm-hmm. Like they're still looking at you, you know, eyes on the back of their head. <laughs> I mean, these are the apex predator in these mountains. They kill a lot of deer.
4: Yeah, we picked up a deadhead, remember? It was like a three by three, oh, big yeah, one. We, yeah, yeah, and yeah. you could tell it was a deadhead from a mountain lion. The yeah. whole nozzle was just chewed yeah, off. I just ran into neck, that the other day. The yeah. neck
3: was all teeth marks in it. Everything behind that had been eaten out.
4: Oh, gone, yeah.
3: Um, but the birds haven't even got to it yet. You mm-hmm. know, so right. you can still kind of see what might have killed it or whatever. So yeah. our, our best knowledge. Had but, to be its but its nose, but it's a like buck. It's a big old buck. buck. That's a big old buck sign. that I remember seeing through my binoculars and spotting scope. This guy was. Good buck, yeah, coyote will eat their he hindquarters
4: was, out and the mountain lion will eat its face off, uh, yep. basically. Crushed three, the, crush three to the, by
3: three, but he was forked in the front, you know, like a normal, right? But then on the other side, he was forked in the back, mm-hmm. so he's really a cool genetic uh mm-hmm. buck, uh, three by three, you know. Um, but then, yeah, we seen another one going down, he was running right down the middle of the road,
2: right? Regular, regular
3: county road, he's running right down the middle of the road. And we're all kind of looking at like, <laughs> what is that? What is that in the headlights? You know, it's dark it way before time to hike in. And it, then when he turned left and he jumped straight up this vertical, and I'm this is probably a 12 to 14 foot leap. You know, yep. it's like, oh my gosh, like these nothing. things are awesome. Like <laughs> jump that high like that. I mean, it's like a cut slope, so he, he might have grabbed ground at some point. Yeah, but it was it was a good leap. <laughs>
0: I do have one more thing actually before we close out. Um, you guys hunt B Zone. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, how did you figure out where to hunt B Zone? What made you decide to go up there? And what has been your success?
3: Well, we were invited up there uh, by some guys. It's a piece of private land up there. We, was, we were just lucky enough to be invited up there uh the old timers we spoke of earlier the guys that don't wear camo these guys <laughs> are legends you know mm-hmm. uh art and angus it was one of their connections up there yeah we were lucky enough to get invited up there so it, it's a ranch uh that has just about everything you could think of when it comes to high country blacktail hunting yeah it's
4: not really coastal it's uh what yeah, maybe I
3: don't know, kind of like 40, being in Julian, yeah, or maybe from, from Julian, from the from coast, you know, like yeah. that. You're up in the mountains, 50 minutes away. T- trees are giant, but then there's like all these uh, these like uh, groves of oaks, you know, these oak groves that are really cool. But everything is super steep, super jagged, very unforgiving. And there's the ground; even the ground is like this shale rock types gravel mm-hmm. with like mossy grass growing on it. Like it's totally different than being here. Okay. Yeah. Up there, get the best boots that your money can buy, okay? Because that's everything up there. Because this country is very unforgiving. But, um, I, I, one time I was on a great, great buck, big four by four, and they do have some I'm, huge I'm bucks trying, up there. I'm, I, mean, I, I all I could see, like I'm on a rise, and I could see him, and he's just running through the grass, like the grass is covering up any opportunity I have. I'm looking through the grass at him and he's less than a hundred yards and he's coming right at me. And I'm like, Oh, I'm going to get this guy. Yeah. I got the you opportunity
4: know? to go up there. What? Through two, three, three years ago. Yeah, it was like three years ago. I got the opportunity yeah. to finally go. It's kind of a invite only kind yeah, of place. Yeah. Some members only get a jacket, you know, no, no. not really, <laughs> not really, but no, I mean, I got the opportunity to finally go, um, Garrett and my dad have been going up there for quite a few years and hunting this up there and I finally got the opportunity to go there is a quote unquote three pointer better um, stipulation on the ranch and it's got to be you know so we had jumped some bucks in this one location in this area that, that on the on one part of the ranch and it, it it's deemed Garrett goes it's called no look canyon because you don't want to look, like don't look, don't even look. Because you won't take a shot or no, what? No, there will be deer there, and but you don't want to shoot one there. Yes, you do. You do. Well, I, I'm thinking. I'm when I tell you steep, it's, uh, it's vertical.
3: Yeah. No look canyon. Name that for a reason. It's I mean, you, this stuff, when I
4: say steep and I say vertical, I mean it. It's some literally of these, some of these vertical,
3: is almost vertical on one side and then like inverted on the other. Like yes, you can't, it's, when you it's almost undermined. Under it, it's, nasty, it's it's nasty. it's just rocky. Like, it's really rocky. That's
0: what old Lucky told me. He said, "Hey, you shoot deer in places I wouldn't. I would never even dream to yeah, shoot yeah. deer." He's like, I I got, "You do some stupid
3: stuff." Yeah, I got some video. Once you're there and you see it. You you won't want to look. If, it, it's exactly where the deer want to be. I, you know, I would you encourage know?
4: you. I'd say, bro, yes. I got my pack. If Absolutely. you want to shoot a deer. Well, that's yes. why when Garrett said, hey, because he'd been there before. He's like, sit right here. I'm like, okay, I'll sit right here. He goes, because if anybody's going to get one out of here, it's probably going to be you. Because you guys, you'll do it. I said, okay. So, we're sitting there, and we to happened to see two ju- two bucks, nice bucks, shooters, both of them, jump the road right in front of us and jump right in there the day before. Mm-hmm. So, we hunted that afternoon, looking for those bucks. Two three-by-threes
3: together. Yeah,
4: together. Nice bucks. And, and, and
3: then, uh, then here's me and my brother together, spaced out yep. in this hellhole canyon that you shouldn't be looking in. No look we're hunting at. That. That's, that's <laughs> that obvious, hell yeah. the so, darkest spot. Yes.
4: So, I end up, this buck comes up, and he is standing, and I... Kind of like a mountain goat would do, with all four feet basically touching, touching. each other at the, <laughs> oh my God. at the very tippy top of this razorback. Oh, that's like vertical on both sides. I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but you know it's probably five feet wide at the top. Like, it, but it's it's straight vertical on both sides. Like, you need a ladder, a rope, or something. You are slightly
0: turning me on right now.
4: So. Uh-huh. This buck jumps up or walks up from somewhere. I don't even know. He just appeared because that's how it is up there. It's like fog. You can't see anything, and all of a sudden, boom, there's a deer in front of you. Yes. And I was like, oh, shit. So <laughs> I, I put it on him, and I go, oh, my God, if I shoot this thing in the shoulder or right behind the shoulder, you know, in the kill zone, he's running off the side of this freaking cliff. I, I need to anchor this deer literally right where he stands. If he If he takes a step in any direction— I don't know that I'll get him out. Like, I, we will literally need a helicopter. It's no. bad. No. So, I, 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 you know, high shoulder. Bam. Just drop him. I mean, right in his tracks. He just folds he right folds there. Just, right there.
3: Just, just balanced on just top like of Just like he was, sl- he
4: literally, when I walked up on him, it wasn't like he was laying on the side with his legs kicked out. He was, like, laying there like he was asleep. Taking a nap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: Dude, that, that's wild. And still, this ridge is so steep we could walk down it to get to the buck.
4: But you couldn't walk back. But you back. couldn't walk, walk back, back with him.
3: It's that steep. This is something you're doing with hands and feet. You're using all And everything. if you if you slip, you're going to fall. You're going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. So
0: Can you please take me on these hunts?
3: So yeah, but I'll be a there, packer. We, we get I'll to be the a backer. Get to the buck. and The buck's laying in the only spot that's good enough to gut him. Yes. Right? And then we decide. We chuck we him go off. go back that way. So we got to go down this way. We we tied some ropes, you know, to his legs and stuff, and, we're, and we said, "Hey, if this if one of us loses grip, just the other guy go. needs to let go, <laughs> yeah. you know, because you yank you down into this canyon. And it's it's nasty. You're gonna get like, hurt. So just let him go. But a we ended up getting him around there quite a ways, and then we did we let him let him go because it's it's too too hairy. So sounds like D 15 So next time you guys yeah. go there, once you're down there, it's like a full blown awesome. You know, it's steep. It's like a zoo. It's still steep. <laughs> it's like, but there's fresh signs. It's like everywhere. Jurassic there's, Park, dude. There's trails. It's literally there. like trails hunting Jurassic trails Park. That are, that are that are twelve inches wide. That are nothing but deer trails. You, you know what I'm saying? These really? are Highly traveled areas, uh, trails, and running water. You you see no running water up there when you're out of the up there where, 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 <laughs> where we're you where know, we sitting. You would. You would bet somebody a $100 bill that there ain't no running water down there. Yeah, there is. Can I come film is.
0: the next hunt you guys do up there?
4: I will literally come just to film it. I'm telling you, it's, know, uh, it's something. It's something early season, too. It's Yeah, it starts in September. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. V-Zone Rifle is in, D- in September. That's what I'm saying. I will, I will come up there just to film your guys' hunt. I mean, we were up there, and it was like the four seasons almost. Like, freezing cold September, yeah, right. cold, drizzly. The coastal fog rolls in. It's literally like hunting in Jurassic Park. It, it's insane.
0: <laughs> I don't want
3: a gun. I don't want
0: a bow. I just want to come film.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And it's bear country. There's Big bears. bears. There, so. Okay, Lots I might bring tag. a rifle then. Yeah. Get a bear okay. tag. Okay, I dress. might bring a rifle. I, bring, I lied. I bring my yeah.
4: forty-five caliber bear spray. Yeah. Just for <laughs> safety. yeah. Yeah. But buy a bear tag. I mean, if you're going to B-Zone, anybody goes to B-Zone, buy a bear tag. Yeah. For sure. For sure. I, I honestly
0: want to save some... Some of your guys's knowledge and and stories because I want to have you guys on again. Yeah,
3: so, got, yeah. So yeah, I've got a lot of good stories and tricks and tips. I mean, we
4: haven't got into anything out of state. I mean, yeah. we can no, go no. on for days
1: about yeah. that too. We're gonna have to have a round two.
4: Yeah. We are gonna have a round two. Yeah, time
0: here. No, not we're running
3: out of time.
4: No, no, we're we're out of time. I, I just want to
0: make sure that people can soak this up on their drive to work and their drive home, and then uh, have you guys on again to give more tips and out of state tips.
4: Actually, yeah, so absolutely. Yeah. A lot of good opportunities out of state yeah, for there people, are, yeah. and I'm learning them as I go. I, I, I got uh, max points in Montana. I'm gonna, gonna go to Montana next year, so max points. Yeah, I got yeah. max. Well, you're only allowed three. Oh, so okay. it's not like as I got I a hundred. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say. you're only allowed three. I got 35 preference. points in Montana. <laughs> yeah, Montana, you're only allowed three preference points, and then if you don't draw, you lose them. So it's 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 a good opportunity, and you yeah. really don't need points to go to Montana. Um, it's just those coveted tags that you really wish to have, In yeah. those good, really good places. That's re- that's why you build those <laughs> points.
1: You guys use Go Hunt at all? No, no,
4: no. I've looked at it, dabbled with it a little bit. Okay, but not. I haven't really.
1: I drew a tag because of that this year. Did you? Yeah. I so you
4: got you have a membership there? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's worth it. We got to get some hats for
0: these guys, but we're gonna trade them for Hunt for Life hats.
4: I'm yeah, down. definitely. I'm down. Definitely.
0: But anyway. It was fantastic having you guys on. You guys are my boys, my buddies. You guys have helped me out the last eight years, and uh, I appreciate you guys uh, telling these guys that listen to what we have to say about what it takes to be successful and shoot big bucks. Yeah. One day I'll be, I'll be right up don't there with a, you guys.
4: Don't be afraid. If you're gonna yeah, hunt don't D16, be don't be afraid. <laughs> hunt hard. Hunt, hunt hard. At, hike you hike gotta be. Go further down. and farther and deeper than anybody else wants to go, and you'll be successful. That's
3: the
2: trick right there. Absolutely.
1: Now we got to figure out how to end this thing because Brandon's (laughs) not here
2: yet.